Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Lisa, and we're about to answer your questions. What's up, baby? What is up? Let's dive right in. Let's do it. All right. So the first question is anonymous. Okay. My often girl- juicy. Yeah, often juicy. That's true, actually. My girlfriend still has not adapt- adopted a growth mindset, and it is very difficult to cope with it because now that I have a growth mindset, her way of thinking is conflicting with mine. Mm -hmm. Things I practice now that I did not before are goal settings, meditation, and gratitude. I've exercised all my life. I only do and believe that which moves me towards my goals now. I don't hang out with anyone besides my girlfriend because I'm that focused on achieving my goals. Things that bother me, she focuses on the negative, slacks in the gym, and nutrition, does not have goals, a morning routine, or any kind of structure. She often ends up studying for her test last minute. I do want to say that I love her, but how do I know that these are the things that she can potentially change about herself because I cannot see myself with her for the rest of my life if she does not make these changes? How can I approach her with this without trying to sound superior? Am I being selfish? Wow, a couple really interesting things there at the end. So first of all, I love it that he is concerned about um, approaching this in a way that he doesn't sound superior. I think that's really smart and you want to speak in a way that people will actually hear you. And I think that judging your communication by what the other person hears is the right answer. Yeah, great point. And then not wanting or asking if he's being selfish, I think is a very um, smart thing to ask. Now, I will say that, um, yeah, in some way he is being selfish and I think that it's absolutely right to be selfish and I think that if you don't carve out that space and say that these are my non-negotiables, um, you end up in a world of hurt. Mm-hmm. So being honest about where he's at is critical, being honest with himself and her about where he's at, um, talking through in a non-judgmental way about how he views um, being goal-oriented, having a growth mindset. I think uh, How do you actually that, do that? So I'm like, just going to interrupt you. Yeah, so I think that you would you have to sit down and say, look, I really want to talk about um, things that are important to each of us and you know how we're feeling about each other and where we're at and just open the lines of communication. So I will tell you something about myself and mm-hmm. I would love to hear what's important from your perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times there's a really beautiful surprise that can happen when your goal is sincerely to open the channel of communication and mm-hmm. to come into the thing realizing I may be misinterpreting, I may be missing an underlying cause, a pain point or something for her, and that by opening this channel of communication, it may deepen a level of connection and make her feel like so heard 
and so appreciated and understood and all that. And when you can go into a moment like that with that openness Mm -hmm. to be like, I really feel like where I'm at is true and an accurate representation of where she's at as well. And I feel like I have an understanding of, um, you know, her stuckness and all that. But I really could be wrong. And so it is entirely possible when I go into this discussion that I come out with a better understanding or clarity. So I think if you can go into the argument with that, knowing that what you're really driven by is identifying what is true, and then then we can you know reassess. But um, so going into it with that, hey, I want to communicate this and being honest with how you feel. So here here is where I'm at with a growth mindset. It is it is super important to me. It may be my highest value in life is to have a growth mindset. I believe that that's gonna lead me to all the things that I want, including a more beautiful relationship with you because I fully take on board that I am not the ideal version of a partner for you, nor am I the ideal version of a partner that will make me proud of myself. So part of this is always gonna be my ongoing desire to get better and to better understand you and all that. Now, I'd love to know something that's equally important that carries that weight for you um, or what you think about me having said that, if you have any thoughts about a growth mindset, but it would really be posing you know, something and then sitting back and waiting and being super open to be taken by surprise and being very open that this is probably going to be a very long conversation or series of conversations. And if you love her, then it's obviously worth going through the series of conversations to get to the point where you can understand her. Now, having said all of that, I wouldn't, unless something happened that changed my mind, I wouldn't be backing down on where I stand about a growth mindset or the importance or the need for it to be adopted by the other person, but coming in with an open mind, not assuming that you know everything about that person, really listening to their response to that, and you know, seeing if they can be honest. So if I say something like, hey, it's really important to me to have a partner that adopts a growth mindset, but obviously it's gotta be something that you want for yourself. And so I wanna see where you're at with that and you know what your feelings are around that. And if they're combative, defensive, um, then understand that now the growth mindset, we're just talking about the T. And so you have to get to what's really driving it. And if there's some insecurity, if I'm not being a good partner and I'm not making you feel important to me. If this feels like a conversation about an ultimatum, um, you know, then there's there's like real danger in that. And look, this is, and we talk about, there are some questions that are dangerous. Like the path that you go down when you ask that question, it is a hard question that can have a very scary answer. The one thing I want to say though is, which your advice is fantastic, but now here's something I want to pose to you. You're talking like she actually has a growth mindset. And here's where the problem lies. And this is where I actually feel part of his pain is when you're trying to talk like that and be like, how can I be there for you? This is what I'm looking for. Let's be open. That's a growth mindset. So what if you're talking to somebody that doesn't have a growth mindset? Now, all the things you're saying, they may respond in a completely different way. Like if you had, if I had a closed mindset, a fixed mindset, and you said to me, um, I, you know, it's important that I'm with someone with a growth mindset. All I hear is I'm not good enough. Yeah, which is really interesting, and and I'm none of this setup assumes she has a growth mindset. Right. So I'm I all the things I'm saying are because I assume she does not have a growth right. mindset. But if you come at it in a combative way and say, "Look, I have a growth mindset; it's super important to me, um, and it's really been enriching and empowering in my life, and I love you so much," 
but you have a shit mindset and you're wasting my time and I don't see a future, which is what she will hear if he says, I have a growth mindset. I'm super worried that you don't. I can only be with somebody that does. Mm. Just setting it up that way Mm. is really setting you up for failure. And I think this is one of those times where intention will bleed out in a thousand subtle cues Mm. that you can't control. And so if his intention is, I just need her to recognize she has a fixed mindset and you need to subtly get her to understand if she doesn't fix that shit, I'm out of here. So I think he has to change his intention. And even though it is true that at the end of the day, on a long enough timeline, he's not going to be in a relationship with somebody who has a fixed mindset. But the reality is in any relationship, the the growth is going to go like this. And Mm. there's going to be times where he's ahead of her, she's ahead of him. And if each of them show grace in those moments and the other person sincerely wants to get better, then you can get on the other side of it. So what I'd be trying to do is walk her through a position where she's really reflecting on her own beliefs and getting to the underlying securities. And quite frankly, I would call out the insecurities. Now, this is all from a position of, I've been through this. I've been through it you know, for years and years and years. I've gone through this with employees and things that have had a fixed mindset and had to help them. And some of it is just, hey, what I, we have to establish are, what are the rules of this relationship? What are the values? What are the things that we as a couple are going to decide that we value together? And once they buy into the value system, and I would say, okay, for me, like, let's think of this like dodgeball and we're picking teams. So value number one, and each of you can veto a value. And, but like, I'm going to say, here's my most important value in this relationship that we both have a growth mindset. Now, if she doesn't veto it, it's like, okay, so now we have that value. What's a value for you? And let's say she says something that I'm like, whoa, I'm really surprised by that, that we um, we never judge each other. Okay, maybe I can get behind that, maybe I can't. So I would ask for clarifying things. What do you mean by judge? Does that mean I can never criticize? Does that mean I can never point out something that might hurt your feelings? And if she's like, yes, I always need to feel support. And anytime you make me feel unsupported, then you'd be violating um, one of the values of this relationship. Then I would say, I veto that. And without this spiraling out of control, because we could sit here about every conceivable value and why we would or wouldn't do it. But um, that is a quality of outcome. And I have no interest in a quality of outcome. So if you said that we will always make a sincere attempt to uplift the other person and get them to a place where, um, you know, they're in a growth mindset, they're emotionally stable, they're able to um, be emotionally resilient in the face of obstacles, helping each other get to that place, yes. Mm -hmm. But that often means pointing out the hard truth, saying the difficult things. Um, And so, in fact, a a better one, because it would have been just easy to agree with, would have been, um, in this relationship, we always say truth and hear truth. Amazing. I love that value. So now you can say truth and the other person can't push back because you're like, hang on, didn't we just agree that we were going to be true, honest with each other? So now you have these values and Mm -hmm. they're not always going to be easy. But if they are objectively things that will always feed into the health of the relationship, then you've really got something that's winning. So I think that's super important. And so if you do that and your intent is to be open-minded and to really understand where they're coming from and to get beyond the T and down into the truth of, you know, what's being said. And I always wonder how many people are hearing the T for the first time. They're like, what is he saying? Um, 
But the tea, the biggest argument Lisa and I ever got in was over a cup of tea. And of course, what we realized two hours of screaming later. Way longer than two hours, yeah, I think. Yeah, you're probably right about that. <laughs> was that it, the argument wasn't about the tea. It had nothing it to do with the tea. It was about much deeper values and feeling loved yeah. and understood and appreciated and all of that. And so once we got there and literally said, stop. This is not about the tea. What is this really about? Yeah. And started speaking from like that base truth. Yeah. Um, then things got really clear. So if you're really approaching it from that way and you can lay out what the values are in your relationship and you both agree to things that make sense for the health of the relationship that are just empirically useful things. Mm -hmm. We will always communicate. We will always be truthful. We will always be honest. We will be candid and not brutal. It's like, you know, things like that that just they support the healthy fabric of a relationship. Then it's like, okay, and now we need to abide by those things. Yeah. that's how I'd approach it. Yeah, really, really good advice. And like you said, he was very aware. And I like the fact that he said um, he try not to sound superior because that will shut down the conversation immediately. And in all honesty, in certain words that he's using, he does sound a little superior. Which, like, Interesting. Yeah, like for instance, hmm. she slacks in the gym and nutrition. So yeah. for instance, slacks according to who? Yeah. So, right, like she may be like, I'm pushing myself. Now, he's probably thinking, you can push yourself 10 times more. But now it's about, that's judgment, right? Yeah. It's like, you're not doing it enough. So ha- where's that fine line of like giving constructive criticism to them to help them with their lives? Like, babe, you were the one that told me, or I would sit with you, right? And if you're like, hey, I want six pack abs, awesome. And then two weeks later, I see you slacking off of the gym. Mm. Your nutrition is terrible. I would want, I want to see you succeed. So I would come to you with that approach. Like, babe, I really want to see you succeed. And you were the one that told me you wanted abs. Like, if you want my help, I, I'd love to be able to help. But these are the little things that I can kind of like, and obviously you have to get them to agree. They want your advice first because no one wants to take advice from somebody. Um, no one wants to, yeah, take advice. My, advice my whole thing there is detach it from the other person. And if somebody came to me with that kind of thing, I would just be like, what's your goal? Right, exa- exactly. Then it's not about me. Exactly. Like, it, your goal <laughs> is to, you know, compete in the right. Miss Olympia competition. Right. You're slacking. Yeah. Not based on my subjective exactly. metrics. What you're doing exactly. will not take you to the Olympia. Exactly. Therefore, you are slacking. Therefore, you are doing by definition something that something Isn't wrong because quote I define wrong, right or wrong, quite frankly, is things that are right move you towards your goals, mm-hmm. things that are wrong move you away from mm-hmm. your goals. So once it's about something else that the other person values, they want self-stated, it's you know their world. It's not about like, I want you to be hotter. I want you to look better in booty right, shorts. Right, right, right. Um, which exactly. by the way, I also, it's interesting. I wouldn't lie about it. But I also am very careful not to let myself invest too much in that because one, I think that that physicality is so transient and two, um, there is no question that if I flipped a switch and said I no longer care about the business and what I care about is my physique, um, that I would have a much better physique for you. And there is no question, like this is to me, it is, is just objective. It would be more fun to be with me sexually. It would be more fun to see me naked. It would be more impressive. I just don't think that's false. Like that yeah. just seems sort of obvious. Yeah. So it's like, right. okay, but what do you... But I don't value that in... As much, as right? Much. It's not that you don't value it. I Correct. know because I've had six-pack abs and I've walked around with it and I know like it would turn you on. And I would get sometimes like super Got random sex. Out. 
Yeah, because you were like, woo, and like, and it would just trigger, and then next thing you know, we're naked and having a great time. It was amazing, and I thought, this is so fucking rad. I love being in shape like this, except it takes an inhuman amount of effort. So for me to stay there, the business had to like, it it went down in priority, and I mean to the point where you and my business partners pulled me aside and said, you no longer have a personality because you your nutrition was so. Um, it was my primary focus. And yeah. It was like I, my calories were so low, I didn't have yeah. the energy, all that. But I fucking looked awesome. Right. And quite frankly, it was amazing psychologically. It was amazing. Yeah. And that was a battle as the wife, though, to see you go through that transition where you're like, oh, I got six pack abs. Like you'd been talking about it for so long, you put so much work into it. So I was so proud of you and happy for mm. you because you'd finally achieved it. And on the other side of it, I'm sitting there going, but he's no fun. Like I, I loved that you had six pack abs. I was hoping that you would one day get six pack abs. And when you did, I saw how miserable you were and how just not fun you were. In some ways, but miserable in other ways, I was like, miserable to be around. Jazz. Maybe for your own, for your sake. But <laughs> oh, only that way. Yeah. But for me, I was just like, no, I'm not willing to sacrifice this. Like I don't. Yeah. I want my husband. And everything we've ever done, even with the business, before we even started Quest, I said to you, like, I'm not willing to lose you over getting money for this tech business that you're working so hard for like your personality had completely gone you were completely miserable and it's like yes i'd love to be wealthy who you know who wouldn't but at the same time i'm not willing to sacrifice my husband i'm not willing to sacrifice you and so um yeah that was easy to then make but the way he kind of worded it whereas like the the things that bother me is that she doesn't work hard mm. and her nutrition at the gym it's like she, let me tell you that's going to shut her down faster before you can <clears throat> get the rest of the sentence out. Yeah, people just have to stop bullshitting though. Like if that's the truth, then he needs to own it. And if in owning it, it makes him feel gross about himself, mm. well, then he can address it and make the change. And but. also I think be honest about why it bothers you, right? Because let's say for me, I was on the path, growth mindset. And it's every day, even now, right? I have to think about like, I'm sick. Okay, I don't want to be the sick person. I have to work through it. I don't, you know, got to be strong and all. So I'm still working through it. But when, especially at the beginning, you just need people with that same like motivating attitude so that when you're on the cusp of like falling apart, saying no, saying it's not possible, when you're at that stage, it's nice to have someone by you that's like, you've got this, babe. You can fucking do it. Right. Versus someone that's next to you saying, told you it wouldn't work. Let's go get a cake and a piece of pie and let's mm. set, you know, mourn our, you know, our feelings. That's where I think he'd be able to say, be like, as I'm trying to go through this transition, as I'm developing a growth mindset, it's important I'm around people like that. And I, see, you know, I would love for us to grow together. It's a way for us to bond. Like, how do you make her feel like she's a part of your growth, your happiness, your um, desires? Because I think that will fuel her more as well. Mm. Time for the next question. Um, and guys, by the way, if this is bringing you value, please do click that subscribe button. That would be amazing. If you're listening to this on podcast, please, please do rate and review. Next question. This is from Eric Lucky Diamond. I like that name. I just got out of a relationship with someone that has had a fixed mindset. Um, with someone that had a fixed mindset, sorry. How do I find someone with a growth mindset? Man, that's like that date one type of stuff. And if you're 
if you're with the right person, first of all, it's like fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about, you know, a book you're reading or something you've learned or something you're trying to get good at. Like, what are you really trying to grow in? The right kind of person is really going to resonate with that. And when you meet somebody and they talk about a growth mindset like this makes me a badass, then that's gross and icky. The cool thing about a real growth mindset is it is deeply humbling. Like when I say I have a growth mindset, it it's like out of survival, man. Like I'm so bad at virtually everything that I do. Like the thing that gives me sanity and then the thing that ultimately is exciting for me is that I love to learn. I love to get good at stuff. And so, you know, I was talking to um, Sam Harris today. We had him on the show and we were talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I said, you know, I did it once and I loved it and really got excited at like the notion of I'm here, I'm so bad at this. I can't even like tell where my body is in space. And I projected out like what two or three years down the road, how I'd be able to like begin to be aware of where my body is and how to move and all that stuff. And I thought, wow, that'd be so much fun. But even in that one time doing it, I ended up getting injured. So I had to like run the math of like what I would have to do to my body just to be in shape to begin training. And I thought, okay, it's not worth it. But that when I was in that moment of like, maybe I'll really give myself over to this. Like it was so thrilling. And I get that way about every new thing that I go into when I think, whoa, I'm really bad at this thing, but I'm so excited to get good. And so if you're coming at it like that, like it's an excitement about getting good. It's not about being a badass or I'm so cool that I have a growth mindset. It's like, yo, life has slapped me in the face over and over and over with how many times I've started doing something that I'm fucking atrocious at, Mm -hmm. but then I can get better. And if you're around, in fact, I will just say this, If I were like exactly like I was right now, Mm -hmm. verbatim, you press play and I'm sitting across from somebody who is um, a potential date. Yeah. I would 90%, 95% of the people that I did exactly that for would be like, peace the fuck out. This is crazy. This guy's way too over the top. I can't be part of this. They would say that about you. Yeah, they're like, I I want nothing to do with this. Because... I think that the it is such a powerful filtering mechanism because that's me really being me. And the funny thing was I could see on your face, you thought I was going to say 90 to 95% of people be like, oh, that's so fucking rad because that's how you would respond, Yeah. which is how we ended up together <laughs> because I was exactly myself, yeah. my level of energy, my level of enthusiasm. When I'm into something, I'm into it and I want to share it and I want to tell you about it. But what are you actually saying to that person Those on that day? Those exact words, just like that. Oh. I'm... Not words like that, (laughs) those exact words. Like that's how I would convey what a growth mindset means to me, why I'm excited about it. And look, I wouldn't So you would convey what it meant to you, not necessarily try and suss out if they have one. I might even say something like, tell me what you're reading. What are you learning about? Like what's something that you're super amped that you're getting good at? Or what do you think your best skill in the world is? Okay. You know, and just like ask people things that will lead them to areas where they're either demonstrating that they have or don't have a growth mindset. But if I'm really honest, the way that I would do it now, you know, Patrick Bet David. Yes. Just had him on the show. Yeah. He said on the second date, the woman who became his wife, yeah. on, on his second date, he gave her this book called 101 Questions You Should Ask Somebody Before You Get Engaged. That's amazing. And he said, look, I'm done fucking around. I know exactly what I'm looking for in a woman. So rather than waste each other's time, let's go through this book. That's amazing. I would do that or something exactly yeah. like that. <gasps> I just thought... Sorry, I'm totally derailing for a second. But um, we should start an impact theory dating site. Wow. 
This sounds like a horrible so idea. Here, I right? mean, we should call it impact love. Because you know what we need? We need more projects. Well, no, but here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thumbs up this video, tap a like, whatever you're watching this on, um, if you want to see <laughs> love impact. Um, but here's the thing. So many people ask us that, babe. So many people say how... Do- how many people is so many? Six? Those six people would be my members. They would be. <laughs> I have no doubt. Those oh, six thriving thought, members. I, I think we're onto something. Are we? <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, anyway. So, yeah. I just, yeah. Had that idea. I had to burst it out before I forgot it. You're the second app you want to build? The second app I want yeah. to build, yeah. All right. So, would you rather? Would you rather have a partner with a fixed mindset who knows it or have a partner with a fake growth mindset? Hmm. Fake growth mindset, because if they, it means that they somewhat want the growth mindset, but they haven't quite gotten there yet. Yeah, I think that's the right answer. I think everybody goes through that phase on their way. Where they think they do, and then they answer in. Um, All right, next one. Would you rather watch your partner grow, unable to grow yourself, or grow quickly yourself, leaving your partner behind? Ooh, um, so would you rather watch your partner grow, unable to grow yourself, or grow quickly yourself, leaving your partner behind? I mean, behind? I'm going to be really selfish. I'd rather grow and leave my partner behind versus never be able to grow. Yeah, for sure. That's horrible, but true. Unable to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, sorry. <laughs> Don't be. I totally get it. I'm right there with you. All right, back to the fan questions. And guys, we do take questions. If you would like to submit them at connect at impacttheory.com um, and uh, send your, your questions there. If you'd like to stay anonymous, please just say that you'd like to stay anonymous and we will absolutely respect that. All right, next question. Anonymous. <laughs> my wife is fixed mindset in multiple facets and I'd like to teach my children a better way of thinking. Outside of leading by example, what is best... What is the best way to get my wife on board and lead by example as well? Outside of leading by example. Um, I I think he's trying to frame the question in a way that basically makes it about the wife. From what I understand is, yeah, he has a growth mindset. His wife doesn't. How Literally, the only way is going to be to lead by example. So lead by example. Um, if you're battling against your wife, though, this is always going to be a nightmare. And it really, oh, God, kids complicate everything. Um, he, he and his wife have got to get on the same page. They have to. And so just like we talked about at the very top of the episode about how to approach somebody who doesn't have a growth mindset, work with them to get one. I mean, make it like the most glorious journey together it's not judgmental. It's not an ultimatum. It's like, we're going to go on this together. And um, every now and then someone will ask a question. It makes me think of Casper Craven and his wife and how they were basically about to get a divorce. And they thought, you know what? Before we do that, let's just sit down and write out what is the mission of our family? What is the mission of our relationship? Like, what are we trying to do? And they said that like out of 100 things, 99 of them did not line up. He wanted to do all this stuff. She wanted to do all that stuff. And he was like, whoa, there is no overlap except for this one thing. And that was to create memorable experiences for the family. They both could agree on that. So we said, Rad, that is the center of our universe right now. And so he ends up positioning his business so that I can run without him. They save up for like three years and buy a boat and they sail around the world for like two years to create these memorable experiences as a family. It brings them together, transforms their marriage. I mean, just like 
this incredible story. But all because they said, we're not on the same page, but we're committed to getting on the same page, but we're gonna be really raw and honest and truthful about how far apart we are right now. Not lie or bullshit, what's the actual bit of common ground? And from that one out of a hundred thing, they ended up completely transforming their marriage. Mm. But they did it in a fun way where they were like, this is our mission statement. And they put it up on the wall and they talked about it as a family and like really made it the center of their universe. Um, how do you though equate that to, let's say, the growth or fixed mindset? Because that's really like, how do we live our lives? Well, so it goes back to what I was saying about the value systems, like getting together and having fun together, defining the values of the relationship, defining the values of each of us as a person. And, you know, just I don't think a lot of people really talk through like, what are the core values in my life? Like, what do I actually believe in? What do I, what would I stand up for? What are the things that I'm living by that I don't even necessarily think about? You know, I think so many people take things um, for granted. They think that it's just truth and they don't realize that a lot of these things they've collected and decided on and you know have sort of accidentally been building their entire belief and value system around since they were a little kid and so stopping and writing them down and saying here are mine the five or ten things that i you know would would stand up for and i would fight for and my life wouldn't be what i wanted to be without these and and then they may also find oh here are some things that i do that i actually don't really care about and when things like if my best friend and my husband come into conflict and they each need me to do something for them of equal importance, who would I do if I could only do one? You know, like really getting clarity on that. And then it's like, well, I would do it for my husband. Why? Because my husband is my highest priority. Okay, well, that's interesting. Now we have a value. What would I do if it was for my husband or my kid and I could only do one and they were of equal value? What I do for my kid, for my husband. Now we know, right? Whatever the answer is, now you know. And talking about that stuff openly and making sure that everybody's in agreement because people are going to act in accordance with that anyway. And so once you define it, it's out in the open, then it becomes a lot easier to deal with. Mm, yeah. And I think for me and you, what, because like, we don't have kids, in case people don't know. Um, but if we did, I would sit down with you and I would have us write out a list. What are big no's on how to discipline our children, for instance, right? Are you okay with spanking? Am I okay with spanking? Um, Should we really rile people up? I'll answer that question. Go on. Um, I am okay with spanking. I got spanked a lot, a lot. Um, and it didn't create resentment in me. It didn't make me dislike my mom. I loved my mom. I always felt loved by her. And yeah, I've always felt like if I didn't have that, I think I would have become a discipline problem. Mm. But this is one of the reasons I'm glad I don't have kids. But here's the thing, though. Explaining why I think is also important, right? Because Yeah, but I still think if I spanked my kid in public, all legal hell would break Yes, loose. it would. But I'm saying for the people listening, if they were going to, um, I guess, like if they've got kids, I think it's important to explain to the other person why you believe in that. Because then it just doesn't become like, oh, you're dogmatic. Because I, had, I was spanked right. and so that's what I'm going oh, to do. Yeah. It's I... like you actually have a reason yep. and an which I have to take seriously, even if I disagree with you. So we would... You're thinking people are completely rational. I, th I think on this kind of thing, people are super dogmatic about I'm it. I'm saying, but I guess I'm laying out me and you, if we were to have kids, how would we handle situations? And it's like, get on the same page. Okay, how do you get on the same page? Line things up. What do you think about disciplining? How do I feel about discipline? Um, and really, we do this with everything, whether it's like, the house or the business or it's like okay well which one actually feels stronger mm. you know and it's like is it a veto thing 
where it's like, no, there is no way that, like, let's say I have one veto chip. Okay, spanking is off the table. Like, that is something I feel so strongly about, but now I have no more veto chips. So, right, you can work things out, or you can say, okay, well, I actually don't like spanking, but what if we just left it to, like, spanking the butt, right? But, you know, and so having those conversations, figuring out how you can be on the same page mm. with everything, with the way you discipline your children, with how you're going to educate them, how you're going to encourage them. When they fall, are, the, are you the parent that's going to run and pick them up, wipe their tears and tell them to be okay? Or are you the parent that says, no, leave them, they have to feel the pain because then they can see that they can get over it and become, mm. be fine as it is. But you have to discuss those situations so that, when it happens, when the kid falls, you don't have one parent running, the other parent pulling the parent back. And now what's the kid seeing? The kid is seeing the fact that both of you don't agree. And so they're going to be confused. So it's like making sure you're on the same page, whatever that looks like, whether it is spanking or not spanking or right. any type of thing. So. Truth, All right, guys. Truth. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you're not following this man here, go to at Tom Billu. He is available on all platforms or and follow me. I was going to say, and if you're not following her, make sure you hit up at Lisa Billu. She's all about that Instagram game. Hit it up. I think her content is second to none. Thank you. No, it really is amazing content. And that's why you're growing fast. It's yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Impressive. In fact, you do the outro with your... All right. That's it, everybody. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. Until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Peace. <laughs>